0: Welcome to the Live Uncommon Podcast with me, Teresa Lim. I believe in the power of the human spirit and the fascinating stories it tells. Every week, join me as we pay tribute to extraordinary real-life stories of hope, faith, courage and breakthroughs. May they be a shining beacon of inspiration and a reminder that we are not alone. I hope you find great value in this episode. You ready? Let's go. Today, we have a really special guest. His name is Ron So, and he is one of Singapore's surviving artisan and owner of Framelines, which is a picture framing and customization company that is based out of Singapore. I had the absolute pleasure to meet Ron exactly a week ago when I actually came to Juchet to interview Another friend of mine, Diana, and they both happen to share the same space in the same shop house. And whilst waiting for Diana, I got chatting with Ron who is so friendly, so affable and so humble. And after our interaction, I thought to myself, I have to get this guy on my show because he has an incredible inspirational story. So thank you so much for coming on the show today, Ron.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Hi, everyone. My name is Ron. I'm uh, 38 this year. I'm in this industry for 21 years and still counting so it's very niche market yeah we focus mainly customizations of pictures, framings, and artworks customizations as well.
0: I feel like this is a lost art in Singapore as well. And you were mentioning earlier on that back in 1999 or the late 90s, when we did a count of how many framing customization companies there were in Singapore, it was around 300. Yes. And then you fast forward 21 years to the present moment, we're talking 60 plus. Yeah. Companies and those numbers have dropped dramatically
1: over the years.
0: Over the years, and a lot of it is due to the increasing cost of materials, rent, the e-commerce platform where people can very easily and quickly buy online Mm, at a fraction of the cost. Quick
1: solutions with the much lower pricing items, and partly it's also because of the handicraft industry. So a lot of younger ones are not too keen hop on to the the industry to pick up this skill uh, being the reason mainly i would say uh, it doesn't pace very well you have long hours so it's not very attractive to start with especially for the younger ones
0: you shared the story with me before and i would love for you to now reiterate and recount this story because it really is very inspirational it's a story of not giving up of hard work and focus
1: Mm, okay, uh, actually I was a school dropout at the age of 15. At that point of time I was still job hopping here and there, trying all the different part-timer jobs. It was only till age of 17 that I chanced upon this, that they were looking for an apprentice. So I decided to give it a try after my dad encouraged me that, you know, without qualification, you should at least, at least get a skill so that you won't go hungry. So that's how I chanced upon this, so I started as apprentice, that was in uh, year 99. So I still remember my first day of work, I can't even read uh, a measuring tape. Wow! Yes, because in school we were taught using CM. Yes. But in the, our industry, the picture framing industry, we often look at uh, inches. We work with inches and not with CM.
0: Interesting. Is there a reason why you worked with inches and not in centimeters?
1: Honestly, I'm not too sure. Just that the, when I went in, the, came into this trade, all my seniors they all work with inches. So this is something very new to me that I need to learn.
0: Wow. So could you maybe expound a little bit more about how you actually came to become an apprentice? And was it to be an apprentice in frame lines this company, or were you with someone else?
1: Uh, It started with uh, another company uh, who is actually our picture frame supplier. So basically their main core of business is that they import in all the frames, the profiles and the design and then they will supply to all the various picture framers shop. So I started uh, working there uh, from a warehouse and then that's where they had an outlet which is a workshop where they customize frames to. So at that point of time, it wasn't really a direct apprentice intake, it's more like an assistant. Wherever they need help, I will go over. It could be today I'm heading off to the uh, factory to help out with the stock take and the delivery. And the next day I could be down at the bookshop helping out with the framing customizations. Yeah. I so see. that's where I get to have more exposure, learning more different things. It makes it a little more interesting to learn more than just one single thing alone.
0: So what was it about the job that made you stick around?
1: I would say starting from the boss to the colleagues that I have, they path the way for me. They guide me along the way. So it made me realize It was a different industry from the rest of the other part time jobs that I have. From waiter to even a a hawker. So the guidance they gave me was a very different approach. So it made me realize that the, the bonding they have within the company was a very nice personal touch. So that kept me growing despite the obstacles to learn. Uh, I still remember my first day other than learning to read a measuring tape all I did for the rest of the day was just sweeping the floor
0: mm-hmm. mm. you really started from the bottom yes right.
1: sweeping the floor so then followed by step by step and I got to learn started at the age of 17 slightly less than 2 years down the road that was where I got enlisted into the army but that didn't stop me so after my BMT I was posted up so it, I had a shift jobs during my NS, so during my off days, uh, I actually still came back to work as part time to continue pursue this so called hobby of mine.
0: Also, was it with mm. the same company? Or? Yes,
1: the same company. So wow. it was also at that company that I actually got to met my uh, ex boss of FrameLines, the founder of FrameLines Gallery. His name is Jimmy. When Frameline started, he couldn't afford a proper shop space. So what he did was he rented a workstation at that company that I work at. So that's how I got to know him. He's a one-man show. So he collects sales and he comes back. He needs to mix frame. So when he gets busy uh, and whenever I'm free, I will always pop over to help him with the frame. So it was a, a learning approach to me at that point of time. Then that's how he feels that I may have the potential to be an apprentice. So that's how he wrote me into frame lines uh, during my NS part-time days.
0: Wow, well, awesome, awesome. I think I want to go back to, you know, I think what we touched about about how on your first day, apart from reading the measuring tape in inches, and sweeping the floor, it really sounded like you not only just started from the most basic chores, but you also stuck to it for about two years. So within those two years, did Mm. you do all the menial chores like cleaning, sweeping, wiping, observing, or were you already given the opportunity to actually participate and learn how to make frames, how to customize frames as well? Like At which point did you begin to learn the craft of the trade? And what was it about the craft of the trade that really interests you?
1: Mm, the minor chores was like probably only a couple of days, maybe like 2-3 oh, days. Then that's where, of course, they I suppose they monitor my approach towards this uh, industry and how keen I am. So I remember a couple of days later, that's where I started learning. The next stage was like cutting wood. I would say it took me a couple of weeks before I move on to the next stage which is actually cutting glass.
0: Oh wow, cutting glass.
1: Yes, correct. So as simple as it may seem to be, but you really need some form of skills. Even during my two years journey, before my NS enlistment, I would not dare to say I'm good enough to make my own frame of good quality. I'm still in a basic step learning. So it really takes years of practice and learning to really get into a proper shape.
0: Could you talk us also through your mindset because practice is one thing, but I think adopting the right attitude and mindset is really key in sustaining that practice over time. You know, like you could be saying, yes, I'm going to learn how to cut wood, cut glass. But sometimes when we just go, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for so many weeks and so many months now. Why is it still not perfect? You know, am I doing the wrong thing? Like did any of these doubts creep into your mind at that point in time? And you kind of go, nah, this is not for me. Or yes, I do love this and I'm going to continue doing it. Like what was going through your mind at that time?
1: Other than, of course, the basic will be I need the money to fill my stomach. Right. That's uh, one basic thing. The Next thing will be, actually, I would say the advantage of being a, a framer is that the compliments you get from the customer upon receiving, that's what my senior head that I see in them. Mm. So whenever they finish a job, then the customer comes to collect all the compliments they start giving him. That's a sense of achievement to me. This is something that I look up upon to. One day, I tell myself, uh, I'm going to be one of them. I'm going to have someone to compliment the work that I do. The amount of time and effort that I put into to dedicate this piece of frame, this piece of art.
0: Yeah, that sense of appreciation from someone to go, wow, you created that and I yes. loved it and it's so beautiful. Exactly. And then it's going to go up on someone's wall in their house or in an art gallery or in their office as well. It's so really that sense of achievement.
1: Yes, correct. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that the drive keeps me going. The seniors, they actually did a very good job to inspire me. Mm. to work harder. They keep encouraging me along the way, telling me one day, you can be equally good or even better than us. Just got to keep persist.
0: I think it's so important, regardless how old you are, when you are starting out something brand new and you don't really know how to navigate through the processes and the workflow, to have people around you, whether it's your seniors or your peers or your family or your friends, really encourage you to say you know don't give up you know you just need to practice head down focus and one day you will get the credit and the appreciation of that piece of art or that piece of work that you have produced as well and i love that that's one of the things that kept you going all right wanting yes. to learn more when you met the owner of Frame Lines gallery at that point in time he was still renting a space yes. in that company right so could you maybe walk us through the whole relationship that you had with him and how did you move with him to set up shop and then what happened after that?
1: Uh, like I mentioned earlier on was that he, he was a one-man show. So sometimes when the workload was more, he couldn't cope. Uh, that's where since we are at the same unit of the production area. So whenever I'm free, I was always spot by to see if there's anything I could help out. He could see that I was pretty helpful And I would say my approach was more towards I'm very keen to learn, teach me as much as possible.
0: What a great attitude.
1: Yeah, so I suppose this is something that he found in me that interests him even more. So he would also encourage me at the same time as in knowing that uh, I'm going for my NS soon. So he'll tell me, you know what, you already found a permanent job right after your NS, even before you're enlisted right that now. That is so great. That is very encouraging. And of course, it gave me a very strong, confident boost knowing that, you know, uh, I had my career well path in a way so long as I'm willing to work hard. So that drives me even stronger to explore the industry, wanting to learn more. And of course, the most important, I would say, the never give up attitude.
0: He sounds like he's your unrun.
1: Yes, so you know correct. like in
0: Mandarin unrun actually means benefactor.
1: Correct. Someone yes. that
0: just came into your life unexpectedly. You were not expecting this person to come into your life exactly. either. And yes. right place, right time. Correct. You met him, he met you and there was an instant connection. Yes. And now fast forward 21 years. You are now the rightful owner of Frame Lines Galleries. So interesting how all these
1: started, started all started, mapped started out. And, yes. and mapped out it, for you. It wasn't you. planned in the, in the first place, so that's why I'm considered very lucky, very fortunate. Mm,
0: yeah. And I also feel like yes, I think luck does play a part in it, but adopting the right mindset and the right attitude, which you mentioned before, was about I'm here to learn. Teach me everything. Mm. And also having that attitude and posture of humility. I I don't mind sweeping the floors for a couple of days. Mm. I don't mind learning how to cut the wood. I don't mind learning how to do this. Just teach me everything you can. Correct. You know, because one day I know that my piece of work that I produce will get the appreciation and the applause from my customers. Which is ultimately the thing that is driving you to wake up every day to go into work and just to get your hands dirty. Correct. You know, you're not afraid of hard work.
1: Yes. So every day I can tell myself, today I learned a new skill. Today I got better at learning this new skill after all the practice daily.
0: Did you ever feel at any point in time that because you did not finish school, that you felt that you wanted to in a way also prove to yourself you can learn a skill, you can learn something, and there's something for you to also contribute?
1: Yes, definitely. From the start where I dropped out of school, deep in my head was actually I don't really have much self-confidence because I always labour myself as a school dropout. No matter who I speak to, uh, I will tell them I'm the school dropout. Uh, I maybe labour as someone useless without even a proper qualification. But then there came the opportunity that I tell myself I need to work hard. I need to prove myself for a start before I can prove to anyone else that I'm still capable of doing something even without a qualifications, So I guess that strengthened my character to even want to do something and show others that I can even do it with determination.
0: And looking back 21 years on and looking back at how far you have come as well, if you could go back in time to your 17-year-old self, what words of advice or message you would tell that 17-year-old kid?
1: Mm. Don't be afraid to take hardship, be positive, always tell yourself, be ready to learn new things. Every day we are learning new things, even right now, 21 years later, I am still learning every single day. Be it words of wisdom, be it a positive mentality, every single day we are still learning to be a better us.
0: I love that piece of advice. So in the last 21 years as well, you know, having climbed up the ranks as they call it, climbing up the ranks to being a high school dropout, which seems to have a lot of negative associations to now a very successful and proud owner of a company in Singapore. Were there actually points in the last 21 years where you felt like giving up, where you felt the unworthiness creep into your life and you go, I can't do this? Or was it just a consistent improvement every single day where you were led by this fire in your belly not to give up, to always do well, to always learn, to always be humble and hardworking?
1: There was actually a lot of uh, times where I thought I had no choice but to give up. One was, I remember back in uh, late 2007, that's where the financial crisis kicks in. So business were bad, so I could sense that it seems like my career is not going quite steady in that sense. Uh, it was quite soon to realize that in 2008, that's where he announced that he wanted to sell away the company that is no longer making money. So that's where he approached me and asked me if I'm keen to take over the company and give it a try to see if I can revive it. So that was a turning point for me at that time. The first fear kicks in. That night, I remember I went back, I spoke to my dad. The amount of money to take over, it was considered a significant amount for during my age at that time. That was when I was 26 years old. So I didn't have the money with me at then. Then that's where my dad encouraged me, told me he had the funds He was more than happy if I'm keen to take over the business to sponsor me for that. So the next day, I actually told my ex-boss no, I rejected his proposal because with the fear of losing it all, that was my dad's life savings. I couldn't forgive myself if anything bad were to happen and if I couldn't fulfill the repayment to him, So that was the fear, one of the big fear that got into me. So I rejected him. Then that was where he proposed, counter-proposed back to me that if you're really keen, I'd rather sell it to you at a subsidized price rather than anyone else because you know the company better than anyone else. End of the day, we decided to have it as a, a monthly repayment scheme. So it worked out in that monthly repayment scheme so I'm supposed to pay him every month for a year the fear still didn't leave me I still had that fear in me am I able to do it? am I able to revive the company? based on that current market time where everyone was suffering that's where I spoke to my colleague which is Anker. so he gave me a confident boost he gave me a pat on the shoulder and tell me don't worry you can do it I'm right behind you I will give you all the support that you need. So that gave me a very strong, confident boost. So, and I decided to take up the offer. So it was very quick. Within two days, I suddenly, with just a change of the name, I suddenly became the owner of Framelines Gallery.
0: That is so awesome. And then, fast forward 13 years, we're now back in a situation in the world where there is a pandemic going on with COVID 19 as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of uncertainty. Yes. A lot of people losing their jobs, taking a pay cut, not being able to find work. It's almost like you've come almost full circle. Exactly. Except that who you are as a person today is a very different person than who you were back in 2007. And going back even further to who you were Mm. when you were 17. So it's almost you've had these like three different very key milestones of transformation and change. So, you know, now fast forward to this present moment now in 2020. Just looking into this very bleak future that we have in front of us. What are your plans? Maybe like short-term plans, maybe not long-term.
1: Right now, I would say more to stabilising and getting back our footsteps Yeah, so Covid hit us hard but we were really really lucky that things are pretty back back to normal for us Even right now, a few months back into the phase 2 reopening So we are considered very fortunate I would say There's uh, a lot of regulars came back right now more to stabilize the business and probably in the near future Then that's where we may consider is there a need to expand or do we just stay poor and comfortable as what we are because it's a very skilled trade so often at times where we see many examples of our senior in the industry when they expand too much and too fast the most common thing is they loses the personal touch yeah, of our regular customer Second will be the workmanship tends to be more poorly affected, so you can't maintain your reputation that you built over the years. This is something that we do want, do not want to go into, and don't want that to happen.
0: I think it goes back to what you mentioned before in the beginning when you were 17 years old or 18 years old however young you were just starting out just before you went to NS and then obviously attaching yourself to this company that you thought to yourself one day I want to be able to get the praise and the applause and the appreciations of the person who's going to receive my artwork it sounds like there has always been a driving force for you to ensure integrity in the things that you do integrity in the way you conduct business integrity in the materials that you use, and also integrity in how you want to move this company forward. And I completely agree with you that you don't need to keep expanding for the sake of expanding, you can still remain and stay as a one-man show in this beautiful shop house in Juchet Chiat and still be able to provide that very customised, personalised service to your customers. And I feel like because you do that, people remember you and people come back time and time again.
1: Correct, yes. It always feels good, especially whenever a new customer stepped in, the first thing they tell you, I came highly recommended to you it always feels so good that the, my hard work, the time and effort that I invested in has paid off. Someone speaks goods about us.
0: I feel a lot of it is down to, again, your mindset.
1: Exactly. You know, your, yes. your,
0: your mindset of that level of integrity that you want because you want to make sure that anyone who comes through your door and out of your door of your shop leaves with a happy face. Yes. And your business will grow organically because it's all through the power of word of mouth. Correct. To yeah. your point about people coming and saying, I was very highly recommended by my friend or my family to come seek you for these services yes. as well. So maybe you can just tell us a day in the life of Ron Like, what, what do you do? So you come into your workshop, yes. and then what happens?
1: A typical day starts probably about 10. So then that's where I may run around a couple of places, collecting some orders here and there. So back to the workshop then that's where it starts to get ready for the day of production from starting to place ordering of the frame design to planning out who to do which station of work or the prepping works to mid-afternoon. That's where the full production cast kicks in.
0: I see. Wow. How do you juggle all this with family life? Or do you feel like you have come to create equal balance?
1: Mm, Well, it's never easy. It's always tough. Uh, You will never strike a balance. So during my younger days, I would say I spent most, almost entire of my time and effort into the company. So I didn't really have much time with my family. So it was slowly that I realized that I didn't want to miss, especially my kids growing up years. So I tell myself I have to take a step back. So previously we were operating 365 days a year
0: without resting
1: yes wow. so even public holidays and uh, Sundays I will have my part-time guys standing after the shop but then yeah when they have something on then that's where I need to come back so I invested almost yeah all my time into the company A couple of years back that's where I realized I need to put a stop to that I really need to get a, a proper balance. I didn't want to miss out my kids growing up years. Yes. So ever since that, uh, we are close on weekends and public holiday. Then that's where I could dedicate more time for my family to enjoy my fruits of reward.
0: Absolutely. And I think rest is so important. Physical, mental, emotional rest. When you rest, you're able to step away from the day-to-day of your work, life, and and then replenish. And then when you come back again with a renewed sense of freshness, rejuvenation of your soul, and that's where you can then continue to provide the best services, the best, you know, uh, relationships that you can cultivate with your customers, with your suppliers and your work staff as well. I think that balance is really important because you can throw in so much of your life and your time into your work, but it's going to burn you out.
1: Exactly. And when
0: you get burnt out, that's where mistakes happen.
1: Correct. Yes, you know, totally agree. Yeah,
0: And mistakes like cutting yourself, mm. you know, being grumpy, forgetting orders, yes. compromising on materials, the list goes on. Yes. So I, I think what you have struck here is a really nice balance of work, uh, your family and also time for yourself to just step away and regroup and reset.
1: Still in the middle of working hard to get there. Trying to strike the a proper balance.
0: Yeah, I think it's very hard to strike the perfect balance. I don't. I think I agree with you. There isn't such a thing as a perfect balance. But what we can do is to try and make sure that we are aware that we are not just one thing. You're not just the frame lines gallery owner. You're also a father. You're also a friend. You know, a family member, a colleague. You're so many other things as well. And all these roles that you have also need time and love to nurture those aspects as well, so that you become a well-rounded person. Exactly. Thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been so nice chatting with you.
1: You're most welcome.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your story as well. I'm sure it's a huge inspiration and motivation to anyone out there who may currently feel that they are not young enough, they're not old enough, they're not qualified enough, they don't have enough experience or maybe too much experience to be able to change a job or change a career or do something new. I think your story is really testimony that with the right mindset, with the right attitude and with hard work, you can achieve what you wish to achieve, yes. ultimately. And always have that openness to let things happen.
1: Correct, right. yes. Thank Never you lose so much. the willingness to learn.
0: I think that's really important. Always be curious like a child. Yes, Yeah. Exactly. And the humility to accept help and accept that you may not know everything and that you're open for people to come to teach you. Thank you so much for your time today. And I cannot wait to teach you a yoga class because I know you want to put your leg behind your head. (laughs) So we will do that, but not today. But uh, maybe at some point, once we drop this podcast episode. All right. Such a pleasure and such an honor. Thank you so much, Ron. Thank
1: you too. Thank you. Goodbye.
0: Bye. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you were inspired and got great value out of this episode. This podcast is very much yours as it is mine. If you have a personal story you would be open to sharing, or know of someone who does, drop me a message and let's connect. If you have enjoyed this show, hit the subscribe button, share it with a friend, And follow me on Instagram at underscore thelifeuncommon for updates on new weekly episode drops. See you then.